Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. So as we've talked about in past episodes, the COVID-19 pandemic threw so many plans off course. And when things don't go according to plan, needless to say, life can get very stressful. This is when a life coach can step in to aid clients in their careers, their relationships, and other areas where they may be in need of guidance. And I am so glad to say that life coach Adelpha Marr will be joining us today to chat about her career. Adelpha is a remote life coach who resides in Long Beach, California with her family. Through her work, she assists her clients in identifying and working towards their goals and aspirations, while also providing them with a judgment-free space to do so. While there are many different life coaches out there, what really drew me to Adelpha's work was the compassion and joy that she brings to the table as she helps her clients heal and untap their incredible potential. It was so wonderful to read her clients' testimonials and learn about the passion she has for helping others. I absolutely love getting to chat with Adelpha about her career, and I just can't wait for you to hear our conversation. So you know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. So Adelpha, thank you so much for coming on. You know, we were just chatting before you're a life coach based in Long Beach, California. And I think, you know, we'll get into this in a minute, but life coaching, it's something that's so new and it's an industry or a profession, I guess I should say that's really growing. And I'm just so excited to hear how you got, you know, involved in it and decided you wanted to make a career out of it. So thank you for coming on. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, I think with this past year, the pandemic, you know, it it makes (laughs) its way into every episode I do now. (laughs) Um, But, you know, with the pandemic, I think what's really interesting about it is that it's impacted, you know, so many people's plans in life. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested to hear how, you know, that's impacted your work. But I guess before we get into that, how did you, you know, begin this career? How did you decide you wanted to get involved working with people directly and helping them with their lives? So I've always had a passion with like working with people in any sense. So like it started when I was young, it was like retail. It was like, that's all I could do, but it was my way of like working with people. Life coaching, ironically enough, and it's so weird to say this, I feel like there's such a stigma behind it, but it was Instagram. And I was doing these um, stories where I would do, I called them both sides. And it had, it was more of like a no agenda type thing. I was like, I just want to put out topics or conversations where we weren't trying to convince one another that our side was right. It was more of like, I just want to show you guys that people can feel differently about one topic and that's okay. So like there was questions about how do you feel about tattoos? And I'd get like a slew of people being like, they fucking suck and they're terrible. And how could people do this to their bodies? And then people being like, it's art, it's beautiful. And just showing that and just being like, it's just for you to see. We don't need to comment. We don't need to do anything. Um, And then that kind of started taking off and and people were having fun and engaging. Um, And then one day I asked about domestic abuse. 
Um, and I have an issue. I was in an abusive relationship. It was like my first relationship ever. So it was kind of a hit home type of thing for me. Um, but when I put it out there, I got such an overwhelming response of women specifically who were like, I'm living with my abuser, my abuser's the father to my kids or, you know, and I, I mean, like literally like 70 DMs of just like people who sounds weird to say it, that we didn't want anything but just to say that this is what they were going through. It was like, I just need to put this out there. Um, and I just started talking to a lot of these people for a long time and just like, I'm here and I get it. Um, but it kind of triggered something in me that was like, people need this. So I, I have a background in psychology, but I didn't want to go into being a therapist or being a counselor or being anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, and so when I saw this and started having these conversations and this dialogue, I wanted to marry my background with just like a coaching type of, I guess, session and just seeing how I can turn that into something that's not as let's sit down in a room and have a therapy session and not so much of coaching where it's like, okay, well, what's the goal and that's it, but really getting into both of them and so now what I do with coaching is like, I'll, I'll marry the therapeutic part of it, which is, okay, what's the root of the issue, right? What, like, let's get into all of that while also getting into the coaching aspect of let's set a goal and let's work with that, but let's figure out why this goal has been unreachable until now and, you know, getting into it that way. So weirdly, Instagram got me into like, this is what I want to do. I want to do this. I want to talk to people. I want to be here. Um, there's always this joke between my husband that like, I've, I just have so much love. Like, I'm like, there's too much for one person. And I'm like, I want to give it to everybody. Like, let me be your person. Um, and yeah, it just, it, it took off that way, which is so weird, but yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I do. I think there's something like really beautiful within that and like wanting to help people, like either get on a path or, you know, find what works for them, um, and help them like with their, cause like I, I say it all the time, like goals and aspirations. It's so great. It's great to have a plan. Um, but sometimes it's hard to navigate that. And I think to just have someone who's there to help you, you know, answer any questions you have or give you guidance or maybe tell you, Hey, it's a good idea. Maybe it's not. Um, I think that's really, really inspiring. And I, I also think, you know, you were talking about with social media before it's the world. It's interesting. I think social media, there's a lot of bad, but there's also a lot of good about it. And what's really beautiful with social media is just how many people you can reach with something and hearing you talk about, you know, just women that you're able to connect with. And it's, I don't know. I, I just think there's, there's really some beautiful things that social media can do. And especially with this whole year and us being all trapped at home alone so much, uh, it's been great to like connect virtually. And I've appreciated it, I guess, for me in a different way. In here, I feel like it's destigmatized like connections weirdly enough. Cause the year was shitty, but like it put yeah. us in like Instagram became a world, uh, uh, the internet became its own world. It's like, well, we can't have outside. We can live through here and mm -hmm. still connect and communicate. So that's been really, really beautiful. Definitely. In 2020. <laughs> I, know. I like forget 2020 was a whole year too. Like it's so embarrassing. I catch myself saying like, oh yeah, last year. But when I say last year, I mean, 2019, not 2020. <laughs> 
like a blocked year in my brain. It's, we'll figure it out sometime. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, but you know, I think another thing that's really interesting too about your work. So you work virtually, correct? Mm-hmm. And I think it's neat because, you know, you brought up sort of therapy before, and I think therapy can sound really intimidating um, because, you know, based off of what we see in the media, um, like when I think therapy, I think, okay, like a couch and a tight room and you're like talking to someone and it's really in- intimate and intense. Um, but I think with, you know, virtual coaching, um, it's very different from that. And you can sort of, you know, keep it on your own terms, keep it casual, keep it professional. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're very right. And I think that's the beautiful part of it. Um, and that's what I love about it is that it gives you a sense of almost like a confessional where it's like, you're not looking at somebody. So you don't have to worry about, are they seeing your reaction? Are they, you know, when you say something and it's like, you're waiting to see, did they blink? What does that mean? Are they writing something down? And it trips you up. Um, so working remote one was helpful because when 2020 hit, nothing really had to change. Um, but it, it's, I see that in clients too, where it's like, they don't have to face somebody and say their deepest, whatever's right. Thoughts, opinions, problems. Um, they can just kind of send, send me that message and like, let it go. It's almost like releasing it. Um, and it's beautiful. And yeah, I think it, it takes away that fear. It takes away that, um, just that like we're in this tight room feeling that you from, from what we assume therapy to be. Right. Um, it's, it's good. I've enjoyed the remote work of it. Yeah. And it, so I'm curious then with your work, I guess just so with the pandemic then um, for me, right. So I'm very much a planner. Um, but the one thing I've learned when this pandemic happened and all my plans were halted literally when I was told, okay, you can't go certain places. You, you have to stay indoors. Um, we were all very much confined. Um, so many of my plans were, were put on pause. Um, how did you experience that through your work, helping clients, um, you know, with that issue, was that something that maybe you experienced? Mm-hmm. Both. So on my end, <laughs> so weird. We, we had just moved, like we moved into a home and three days later it was like you can't leave the house and we're like oh (laughs) okay um so that was its own whirlwind of stuff um and navigating that was really difficult just for me as like a mom and a a human being and a wife and Mm -hmm. um luckily you know my partner's great and and he's amazing so we worked that out and it was great but with clients I think what I saw most of was there's a lot that we attach ourselves to when it comes to work or friendships or plans. And so when you take that away and you're kind of set, you're, you have to sit there with yourself and sit in, in this home, which, you know, we all have a home, but it's usually where we just come to sleep. Now we're living here. Now we're spending every day here. We're working here. Um, so plans halted. Yes. But then it became, okay, now what do we do? Right. We, it's so out of our control that what we can do is like focus in and just work on the things we can control. Maybe that's redoing your home. Maybe that's making your space comfortable. Maybe that's shifting what work looks like or how we redefine work because so many people had jobs that they thought couldn't be remote and became remote, you know? And now that the thing then became, okay, well, how do I separate work from home life? And so 
everything just kind of transferred into this is what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, for me, it just became a lot of like, okay, let's switch up the plan, right? If the plan was to get in shape by this date and we can't go to the gym, how are we going to do this at home? Like, how can we just detach from the expectation that we have? Um, because my, my belief about it all too, is we have plans, but we have attachment to those plans. We have expectations that we don't really, we don't budge on. It's like, we want it to be the thing. Um, and the great thing about, you know, being on this side of it all with my clients, aside from it being an honor is like, I'm not in it. I'm not Mm -hmm. in it. I get to just see it. I get to hear it, but I'm removed enough to go, Oh, wait, you just mentioned you have this hour that's free. Like, how can we work with that? Or how can we X, Y, Z? Versus somebody who's in it and is like, I'm thinking about a million things and can't really place myself. I feel like I get to be that person that's like, don't worry, like, (laughs) tell me all the things, let me sift through it for you, I've got you. Um, And it ended up like, I think maybe within like the month or so, once everything was settled, um, it just became a different groove. It became a different lifestyle that we were like, okay, this is what we're working with now. Um, And luckily, I mean, my clients are all great like strong phenomenal people so their resilience to that too was amazing and was grounding for me too um but yeah it it panned out surprisingly because I wasn't I mean we were all just like what now (laughs) like what are we doing um but everything did it worked out I think it just took a little time and once we started getting notices of like okay here's what you can do here's what we're looking at it felt like okay we just got to work within these um constraints and figure it out from there but yeah it was it was a whirlwind (laughs) a good one though for sure yeah and I think it's also like at least for me you know being able to converse with so many different people and and see how they're like really handling their jobs it's been so crazy and inspiring to just see like how resilient people are and how everybody's just sort of you know taken what life's thrown at them and like made it work (laughs) Uh, for so many different people. I mean, like with your work, having to, I guess the basis of your work now that people like lives are completely different, like just that in itself, like you're working with different circumstances. Uh, You mentioned like your son, I'm not sure how old he is, but just parents with like school, like when you're then like, you know, forced to like teach your kid at home and help them with school at home. And your husband's an actor, like so many like professions were literally like told you can't show up to work today. And we don't know when you're going to be able to show up to work next. So there was so much uncertainty. And I think just so much that like, if you're a planner, like I am, (laughs) I was just panicking. I'm like, how am I going to get done? Like the things I want to get done, but I've learned to accept the fact that like, okay, clearly can't control the world. And I think that I've learned to accept that, you know, some days you just have to really roll with the punches and take a seat back and just, you know, yeah, cause I, I do, I think for me, at least like, I, I very much tend to control my day and like force what path I'm supposed to go on, um, instead of just letting some things happen organically. Yeah. And I think we all have that bit of that, right? It's like, it's what we have power over. So why not? If we can control our schedules, like we've got something that we can feel certain and secure about. Um, But you're absolutely right. It was, it was all just taken. And and that was what I think we had to get to. It was like this, we just have to live through 
not being in control certain days or just flowing and, and not really resisting it because it's not what we wanted. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I, I'm, I'm so blessed. Like my, my husband's so supportive. My kids, he's, he's great. He's, I mean, he came out the womb that way. So he's, he's been a blessing. Um, and being home with him has been fun. Like we're, we were so attached to one another. So like being home together was, a, we were like, yeah, this is fine. This is our normal anyway. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great. I feel like we're leaving that now and that's another transition, which I'm like, oh man, what is this going to look like? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I know. Somebody had told me like they had gone somewhere recently and they were talking to strangers, you know, for the first time ever, because really it's been, you know, our little bubbles of people. And I just thought that's so crazy. You're right. Like now that, you know, we're, and things are really sort of, I wouldn't say ending, but possibly getting a little bit better and brighter with the pandemic as we close out of the quarantine and, um, you know, stay at home orders and all of that. Um, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, life brings next. It's going to be a transition for sure. The whole work from home alone is like as crazy as, as that sounds. Like I thought it was so weird to start working from home and now it's just like weird to go back to working like in an office space or like with people in person. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so curious to what it's going to be like or how people are feeling about that. And right going to be like to to be in a space again with other people and I'm curious I have no idea I'm like what what is really about to happen I think we're on that cusp too mm-hmm. anxious and waiting to see <laughs> yeah and so I guess then with like the return to somewhat of a normal uh society and you know we sort of get back to those grooves um I've been wondering this because like I said, as someone who plans, as someone who has, you know, goals and et cetera, for people who do set goals, like how would you, cause I guess there's an issue with that, right? You can set goals, but then you can get like very caught up in your goals um, to the point where it, I feel like you lose track of like the motivation and the aspirations within that. And then it's just like, you feel a pressure to just like check one off the list after another, um, through your work with coaching, helping individuals on their paths, how do you separate, I guess, setting a goal and then letting that goal take over? Yeah. Um, so something that I always recommend is like, absolutely set your goals, right? Um, that motivation bit, what I find most helpful is like, know your why's, right? Why are you doing this? Um, a lot of the time we set a goal, let's say it's, uh, to get in shape, right. And, or we want to get to a goal weight. And when you start digging into the why, like, is it just to get in shape? Is it to feel better? Is it to look better? Is it so that you're healthier for longer, right? Like when you start getting into those, you realize that that's what's really motivating you. And that doesn't really change Mm -hmm. because if that's your goal, that's what's going to keep that fire lit under you. Um, But what I always, always recommend is just stay flexible, be open. Like your goal may be your goal you may just get there in a different way than you anticipated, right? You may lose the five pounds in a week, you may lose it in a month. And so it's just being open to maybe this isn't happening right now. That doesn't mean that it's not going to, but how can I keep remembering this why of I want to be alive for much longer than what I'm, you know, assuming I will be for now, right? It's, it's just keeping that going. Um, and again, just being flexible because 
if for whatever reason we go under some lockdown, knock on wood, mm-hmm. we don't have the gym and then there goes that plan. But that doesn't mean the goal has to go out the window. Um, so I feel like with getting back into it and, and I think my fear, what I'm weary about with getting back is that we've had a year of like not being busy. Like we've, mm-hmm. we've had a year of like, oh, we're not doing too much. And now I feel like what I'm sensing more from, from clients, friends, family, whoever is like now when we're going out, you're going out to do something. So now you're getting dressed and now you have to be out in the world and be seen. And now you're out for eight hours of the day. And so then your time feels more limited. Um, and it's just reminding yourself of, you know, scheduling, scheduling that take time for you the same way we've taken time for ourselves all year, right? Like we can still figure out ways to do that, but just making it work. Um, and again, that flexibility thing is such a lifesaver because it's not detaching you from your goal. It's just detaching you enough from your plan of it has to be this way, or it's rigid and, and I need it to go this way at this timeline at this you know second. Um, and just going, okay, maybe it's not meant for today, but maybe it's, it's meant for next week and that'll be better. Um, and I think a lot of that comes with trust too. It's, it's trusting in yourself, you know, that you can do it, that you will do it, that you'll pull through for you. Um, and again, those whys, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's interesting. And I think what I was like trying to get at before is like goals. It's so great to set goals and they're a really positive thing, but they can turn really negative. If you don't, like you said, if you don't give yourself flexibility, um, if you focus too much on the goal and not like the journey to get there. I think that's really important as well. Um, And I think, you know, as we sort of approach, like we're in the middle of May now and with it being, uh, you know, awareness of mental health in May, all of that anxiety is such a big factor of, of, you know, mental health. And I think sometimes with goal setting, it can really attach itself to anxiety. And when you're trying to excel or, you know, succeed in whatever way, whatever goals you have on your list, you can get really wrapped up with that. Absolutely. And you're right. I do think it can become that like anxiety inducing thing, or like you said, like something that you just want to get off your checklist. You're like, I just want to do the thing because Mm -hmm. we're so fed up with the journey, you know? Right. Well, the journey to me is always so beautiful. And I think when it comes to goals or like life period, life in general, um, you're always going to come across things. There's always going to be a new goal. There's always going to be a new issue. Um, all you have control over is you, right? Like, so how you want to look at that is what can change, right? How you want to handle the day that your call fumbles and you have to figure it out. It's like, I can sit here and wallow and be upset or I can reschedule and just hope for the best. And I think those things, again, that flexibility will keep that anxiety from kicking in. Um, Cause a lot of the time when we're anxious, it's just about what could happen, what might happen, what we're fearing will not happen. Um, but we're, it, we're never present when we're anxious. Our mind is right. Always racing. <laughs> it's never where it's at. Um, and I think when we take a moment and you just like settle within, I'm going to get there. Maybe this is going to look different. That's okay. And just being gentle with yourselves. Like that's a big thing that I'm, I love and I preach to everybody is like, we're so hard on ourselves and mm-hmm. we get to that point. I didn't check off that goal. It's May. I didn't get there. You know, I didn't do X, Y, Z. And instead of 
being gentle, we just go in and we like beat ourselves down and we're harsh and we're mean. Um, and then we get discouraged and then the goal goes out the window. And so, you know, um, when we, I feel like when people are dealing with those anxious moments, when it comes to that, like be gentle with yourself too. like, know you're human, know we're in a pandemic world. We, we were never prepared for this. We weren't built for this. You know, we weren't raised like 2020. <laughs> down so like it hits and we don't know what to do we forget about that um and we still hold ourselves to pre-covid standards and then we're fucking stressed out mm-hmm. um so yeah i always am always recommending people to be gentle with themselves and be kind like think about it like if it was your best friend right and you would never if your best friend was like fucked up my goal you'd never be like well how dare you we're no longer friends anymore like you'd be there and be supportive Um, And that's what I feel like we should do with ourselves is be open, be supportive, be kind, be gentle um, and just trust, like trust that it'll happen. We've got these like rigid societal goals that we also abide by and Mm -hmm. a lot. It's a lot on a person. Like I'm like, how do we (laughs) from all of it's like sort of how we're raised. I mean, or at least for, you know, for me, it's. I mean, it was good because it, it gave me, you know, motivation and it gave me ambition, but it's like, you're, uh, you know, you're in grade school and it's like, okay, like make sure you do all the, the sports in high school and, you know, get your, get your resume ready for college and you're in high school, getting your resume for college. And then you get to college and it's like, okay, like get your resume ready for the, the real world. And it's like, do the internship, do the clubs do. And so we give so much of ourselves. And I think at least for me, I think that's sort of where it all started, where it was like, I was doing so much and yeah, the journey was fun, but it's like, I, I, I didn't do enough for myself. I did a lot for my resume, (laughs) I didn't do a lot for myself. And, um, you know, as just like working people now, like me as a working adult, it's just like, you know, we have that, that same thing. It's almost in our DNA because we're, we're taught to just constantly be achieving things at such a young age. And that's great. It's great to, that's not, my point isn't to like, you know, not have ambition, like have ambition. It's just, we get so swept up in it mm-hmm. and, um, we, we just, you know, limit, limit the free time, limit the time to, I said, my gosh, the greatest thing about the pandemic is like learning that like I can take the time at the end of the day to like read a book, watch a show. Like usually like if I was watching a show, I'm like doing work while like watching. <laughs> yes, that yeah. is true. So it's like, it's a lot, but it's a lot. Like I think giving, like you said, be kind to ourselves and, and by being kind to ourselves, it's like allowing, you know, ourselves to do the things we want to want to do and pursue and whatever that may be. Yeah, and just live. And it's so funny. I was just having this uh, a thought the other day about one of my clients, more so people that I know. And it's like everyone that I know that's a bit um, older, whatever that term means, but <laughs> older in their lives, all that they want to do is take care of themselves better. It, it, it never fails. It's like across the board, people get to an age. And I feel like once you hit like 30 and on, it's like, I, I don't want to live the way that I've lived these last 30 years. Like now I want to live for me. Now I want to eat healthy. Now I want to take care of myself. I want time for me. And it's so wild because exactly what you said, we're raised, um, you know, to be doing the next thing, prepare for the next thing, get ready because the next thing is coming. Um, And we're never really just living. And 
what we get to is the point where we're like, I just want to live. And it blows me away this cycle of <laughs> like, what, yeah. what is it that we're doing? Like, how is it that we're raising kids to prep for all of this, for them to just get there and be like, I don't want to do any of it. I just want to sit down and read a book and like <laughs> not have to worry about work at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, and you're right. Like, it's great to have that ambition. I think people should absolutely, because the work ethic is great. I feel like that's something that when you have that and you're like, I'm ready and you, ha- you know how to do all that, it'll set you up for life. And I wonder if it's just that balance. Like, how do we have that balance at a young age? It's like, yes, enjoy high school while still prepping, right, for college, while still prepping for work. But like have moments where you can also just be a human being and, and live. Um, and I'm, I, I'm hoping that with what I do in my work is that I can get people to also just live like, yes, achieve your goals, but like, enjoy the, the process, enjoy your life while achieving it, because that's the fun part. The goal is like checking off that box and then it's done. And then you're like, Ooh, what do I do now? Most yeah. <laughs> of that journey. Yeah. It's, I, I think that's another thing is just to be present you know, be present in the moment and not be, I want I was, as you were, you know, discussing that I was thinking, I want to say, is it Michelle Bateau, probably butchering her last name. She's a comedian mm-hmm. and she's great. And I think she did like a stand-up bit where she was talking about like uh, her and her partner at the time, like somebody came up and said like, okay, like when are you going to get married? And then they were married. And it's like, when are you going to have kids? And it's, she said like, I can just tell like, you're not happy in your present life. If you're always like asking somebody about the future. And I'm like, that's such a true, true thing. Cause we do like with, you know, what we were talking about before, just like, we're always looking ahead to the next step and not really enjoying like the day, the week, the month we're currently at. Right. Yeah. And it, and you're absolutely right about that too. I do feel like people who are constantly wanting to know what else for somebody else, it's like they're wanting their what else for themselves, but it's like a vicariously living through somebody else. It's like, (laughs) oh, are you going to have two kids? Then I won't have to just live through your experience. But yeah, it's, it, it always happens. And, and you're right. I think we lose so much when we are constantly on the go and just, we just don't get to enjoy things. And I, really genuinely feel like when we get older that's what we want more than anything is to just stop and enjoy it it's like stop and just live um and hopefully hopefully COVID has gotten us to to prioritize that I feel like we've gotten into a really big self-care era right now where oh yeah (laughs) at least for me like I said like yes the pandemic was shitty in a lot of ways but I think like the whole self-care movement that came out, like it's been really great. And that's another thing with social media and just, you know, being able to sort of take advice and, and see what other people are doing and maybe get inspired by that. Uh, it's been really wonderful. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy that the self-care <laughs> whole movement and just taking the time for ourselves, because I think that's something to remember. Like, like you said, like, as we transition out of this, like, will we remember to do that? Like, I hope so. So too. I hope so too. I think that we've changed a little bit as a society. We're putting a little more care on mental health than I think we ever have. Um, And I'm praying that that sticks. Like I'm, I really am because I do, I love, I love so much the self-care movement and the fact that it's like, we're normalizing that, right? Like before it was like, if you took a day off, you had to be damn near dying for that to feel okay. (laughs) Otherwise 
like I can't call out. Um, and now it's, it's, it doesn't feel that way. It's like, well, I need to take care of myself, not just physically, but mentally too. And um, I think everything that we're getting to see on social media for using it, you know, appropriately, um, is that there are ways to see other people take care of themselves and feel inspired or, you know, to know that somebody else is maybe struggling with a hard day and may need a day off and gives you that okay to do the same. Um, but I'm very, very hopeful that what comes next still has this self-care aspect to it. Um, because I do, I do worry about like the excitement of getting back into the, the open world and then people just, you know, being overworked and undercared for and right. that thing, but we'll pray for the best. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Cause it, it really has been you know, at least, like I said, for me, I've really taken a lot of things away from this as terrible and awful as the year has been. I mean, there were a lot of silver linings. I, I did find honestly, like a lot of things to be like blessed with, um, having the extra time on our hands, being around people that I sort of wouldn't be, I was telling you before, like being in Pennsylvania and being around people, I really wouldn't be around if we weren't in this situation while we've all been isolated. I feel like well, we're physically, we've been isolated socially. I've been like more connected to people than ever before. And it's been really, really interesting. And I do hope that carries over. And I think just with setting goals, like I hope, you know, we continue to set goals, but I hope we realize that like, doesn't have to go according to plan. Um, it's good to have a plan, but like, don't get swept up in it. And you don't have to like literally check every single detail off your list in a specific order uh let things happen the way they're supposed to yeah and set those goals for yourself too like I think we have again that pressure that societal pressure of like kids by this age marriage by this age job by this age and you fall into that on top of like what you personally want to do and it's it just becomes again a whirlwind of just shit and, and it doesn't ever feel good Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, when you start setting those goals, like going back to those, like, why am I doing this? And the more that it's for you, the easier that becomes because they're focused yeah. on what you can control, which is you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm curious then. So what would be your take on, cause you know, everybody has goals and accomplishments they want to achieve by, like you said it before, we have things that we want to do by a certain time. I'm someone that like, I've sort of, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it could be a mixture of both that I've like developed a list of things I want to do by the time I'm 30. And it's like, is that good? Cause you know, have things that I want to achieve or is it bad? Because then like, you know, what if I don't achieve something? It's like, did I really live in my twenties? <laughs> uh, so I'm curious, like, do you think those things putting a timeline on a goal, on a list of goals, whatever it may be. Do you think that's a good thing or is it a bad thing, a mixture? I think it can be a mixture. I think it's, I love, I love the idea of setting goals. I think if you have a time stamp on it, that's great. I love that, like, you know, by 30, I want to have these things done. I think it's great accountabil accountability because you're going to want to do it. You've set that goal for yourself. I think where that can go wrong, again, is that pressure, right? Like mm -hmm. what, the pressure we put on ourselves on what that means if you don't do it by 30. 
right? Are you, did you really live your twenties? And it's, and I think when, let's say there's, you accomplished nine of the 10 goals and you didn't do one. And that one that you didn't do is what messes you up or has you feeling pretty bad about yourself. Like that's the thing that I think can take a turn and then turn that into something that's not so great. Um, but I think for anybody that does enjoy that, like long-term planning or just planning in general, um, again, that flexibility bit, because it doesn't mean you didn't live through your 20s, right? That goal may transfer over and be better for you in your 30s. And that's wonderful. Um, but if you're so stuck on, I didn't do this by 30, none of that's going to matter. You're just going to be so stuck and hard on yourself. Um, but I love that. I think I think it's wonderful for people to plan um, and just take that into account, right? Like, the, again, pandemic hit out of everybody's control. So yeah, that may have knocked a year off of this goal list, um, but that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're a slack. It doesn't mean anything negative. It just means something happened. Um, so I think for people who do tend to plan that way um, and want to go that route, like just be open to the fact that this isn't defining you, right? You may have lived a phenomenal 10, you know, decade in your 20s um, without accomplishing any of those goals. And they might just transfer over and be more awesome when you're older. Um, but I think those are great to do. And yeah, just, just be mindful again, be gentle, be gentle with yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I like the way you sort of looked at that. It's like, yeah, set that goal, put a timestamp on it. But if it doesn't happen within that time period, that's okay. It just means like, that's not the time for you. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it was interesting. Cause like, like we said, the pandemic, like I had people tell me like, Oh, I was you know, really like looking forward to go over to Europe, like last year, it's like, well, like shit. Yeah. Like that obviously didn't happen, but like no one had like COVID-19 on their bingo card. Like <laughs> nobody knew what was going to happen. Um, and we had no control over it. I think that's a big thing to realize is like, we had no control over these circumstances. And with that said, it's like, well, take what you learned over this year and maybe reevaluate those goals. Even like, maybe you weren't supposed to go to Europe. You're like, there's, there's different ways to look at it. I think once you've experienced something so crazy as what 2020 was. Um, and yeah, I think like going into, well, as we're in 2021 feels weird times weird. <laughs> I think as we're in this year and like, we continue on with it. Um, it'll be interesting to see like, Will our, you know, the things we have on our list change? Um, where we see ourselves living, working, like, will that all change? Maybe. Absolutely. And I think too, with goals, like something that I like to do a lot is revisit them often. So like, even if I set, usually at the top of the year, my uh, best friend and I will do like a booklet of like the year ahead kind of thing. Um, and every three months we'll go back and like the changes that come in every three months where like, I look at something that I wrote in January and I'm like, what the fuck did I, why did I write? Why did I want to do this? Like, I'm just like, what's going on. So a lot of the time too, it's like when those things don't happen and you take a moment and you're like, do I want to do, do I want to go to Europe? Do I want to visit that place? Like maybe you saw something else on Instagram that you're like, maybe I want to go here this time. Like you never know. And so I, I think that too is another great thing to do when you have goals is just revisit them and just see if you're still in the same place and you may be, and that's great, but you may not be. And that can be your, your redirection phase and, you know, going into something new. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, again, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for this all to get better. And <laughs> for us to we all <laughs> plans finally, and just be like, okay, we can do the things we set out to do. 
Um, but yeah. Yeah. It'll be exciting to like put things into motion finally. Um, and like I said, if anything, like maybe I've even had like, you know, more ideas throughout the pandemic and it's interesting. Cause I just read, I like finally hopped on the bandwagon and read, uh, Matthew McConaughey's green lights really? and, oh, it was so good. Um, I had bought it. It's embarrassing actually. It, as we talked about like setting aside the time to read and taking that time for ourselves, <laughs> what a hypocrite. I bought it like two months or so ago. And then like, I had to read something else beforehand. And then I like, you know, was busy out of town and then I like finally got to read it. And I just like finished it last week and I loved it. And it was really, I don't want to like, you know, spoil the the whole thing, but it's a, you know, a memoir. So it's about his life, but just the way he like looks at the world, it was so interesting and the way he looked at his own life. And one thing that really like stood out to me, he said, we have so many visions of who we want to be in the world. Um, you know, we have this like model image of like the person we are and who we want to be, um, and all the great things we could be. But he said, like, be that person, like be the person you boast about on your resume. Like, don't just like look to that and be like, oh yeah, like this, like be that, um, you know, he, he said like something about like, even like a documentary, like everybody thinks like, oh, like I have this documentary about my, he said like, I want to be the person that like, I would imagine would be reflected in my documentary. And it was such a beautiful way to look at it because we do, we, I feel like we don't pepper, we don't pep ourselves up enough, even though we think we do. Um, I think we do it to get to that next step to maybe get to, you know, be whoever we want to be, but then we're not being that, if that makes sense. It's like that, that vision of ourselves is a different person and we don't, be that and I love that I think it's so so real because what's stopping us from being that but us right it's our our perception of that um that was awesome and I really want to read that book now yeah. oh so good like what an interesting life he had and like like I said I had seen when the book came out and I had seen like everybody you know I had seen it like all over social media like I gotta read it I gotta read it and it was really good and it was just I I love memoirs specifically because I just, again, like same thing with the podcast. I like hearing about other people's lives. I think it's interesting. Like you talked about that that with life coaching, like being able to (laughs) interact with others and hear what they're doing and sort of maybe learn from that. It's a really awesome thing. And I just think, yeah, I, that statement that he did, um, it it was just really interesting because it's like, why do we separate the two? Like who we want to be from who we are? Like, why can't we just be that person? Right. And I think it's a great thing to look at because when you do start to figure out like, you know, like you said, who's the person in the resume, it's like, why not carry yourselves as, as your best version every day? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do wonder if that poses pressure for people, you know, like they feel like they have to be at their best all the time, which, you know, then it's like, what happens if you have an off day and do you feel like you're no longer that person? Again, flexibility, right? Like, <laughs> but it's those things that, um, I love that. I love that so much. It like shot me right in my heart. Um, but yeah, I, and I, I think a lot of it too, with like the work that I do, or even like the self-care, like I see a lot of spiritual stuff on Instagram or everywhere really about like becoming that person, like the, the highest version of yourself or the best version of yourself and aiming for that. Um, and I think that that's a great goal for people to have too. Like, how can I be me versus like, you know, what people want from you. How can I be the best version of me? Um, we were watching, 
I think it was Euphoria. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. Did you see it? Okay. Yeah. They have these, um, the special episodes. It was one of Rue, one of Jules. Have you seen uh-huh. it? There's one, sorry if anybody hasn't seen this and it won't ruin it, but there's a part where Jules is talking to her therapist and she's talking about like not wanting to take her hormones. And she has a moment where she's like, my perception of femininity was based off of what men wanted. It was never what I wanted or what I thought was feminine. Um, And I wonder about that with, with us and how we live life and how much of it is, what do people want for me versus what do I want for me? Right. And again, we put down on our resume, who we show up to the interview as who we come up to other people as it's like, that's the version that we can be all the time. Um, And that's the version we want to be, right. It doesn't have anything to do with anybody else, but us Um, and, and, you know, showing up and being that version for you. And I think that's another great part of healing is like getting to be that for you as much as you can. And knowing that you have that power to be that person on the resume, like that is, that's powerful shit. Um, And I feel like when people can harness that and go, I have access to that person, even if it's something you want to tap into, you know, on a certain day, and maybe another day, you're fine not being that person, but knowing that that's there and that's possible, I think is so life-changing. And that was a big deal for me too, like learning that I can be this, this resilient, or I am this strong. And, you know, it's not just when I need it, but always I, that, that person's always there. I just have to make that choice and be that. Um, and I notice that too, in my work a lot, it's like people just having that switch moment where they're like, Oh, got it. Okay. I can, I have this power. I have this control. Um, and it's awesome. It's awesome to see. Yeah, it's, it is. And it sounds like such a corny thing, but to take the minute to like look within and realize like how special we all are. Um, Cause I, I, I think that's the thing too, is we don't like to, you know, pep ourselves up and talk about our accomplishments because we don't want to come off as arrogant or, you know, competitive or, or whatever it may be. And it's like, okay, yeah. Like sometimes you could sound arrogant. Sometimes you can sound competitive, but that doesn't mean like we can't be proud of ourselves and what we do. Absolutely. We're not taught to do that. We're not like, it's very rare that people are raised to like truly, truly love themselves because we hear about it, but it's that right. Oh, they're vain or they're conceited. They're, they have whatever they're up their own ass. And it's what's wrong with that, you know? And it, it blows me away because I'm like, we've kind of created a culture that doesn't allow us to love ourselves. And again, that self-care movement that's kicking in, I think is kicking that to the curb. And it's like, no, I can love me and that's okay if you don't want to, like, I don't need you to anymore. Um, And I love that we're getting to that place. At least I hope Um, that's another big thing that I do with like clients. I'm like, celebrate your wins. Like if you didn't have to make your bed today and you chose to make your bed, that's a fucking win in my book. Like (laughs) that is a win, celebrate it, like enjoy it. And it's, it's, to me, it works like affirmations, right? The more that you celebrate these little things, you realize one, how much you do in a day that you don't have to do, um, how much you care, like how kind you are. Like you take note of that and you realize how great of a human being you already are. And I think that that creates the mindset that a lot of people want to be that every day. Like that mindset may have to come, you know, after you do the things. Um, But when you recognize and you take the time to go, yes, let me pet myself up. Let me celebrate my win. Let me share this good news with 
with somebody um, and but like feel that support, feel that love, it's easier to tap into that and not feel guilty, like not feel like, well, I can't share this because what if X, Y, Z, or mm-hmm. what are they going to think about it? Um, but trusting that that's okay. And it, you know, we're not bad people because we're like, I had a win today. <laughs> it's like, right. we want you to win. Um, so I, I, yeah, that's a, that's a big one for me too. It's like celebrating as much as you can, like celebrate yourself and love yourself as much as you possibly can. For sure. And like, that's the other thing too, is like people will most of the time be happy for you. (laughs) If you surround yourself with good enough people in your life, like they'll be happy for you. No, one's going to like drag on you for talking about your, like a good thing that happened to you during the day. Absolutely. And I think it's, again, it's, it's this world. Like we, we just, I don't think we grew up that way. Um, and I think we're getting into that becoming more normal where, you know, again, it's okay to celebrate yourself or again, knowing who we, we, we have a choice, right. Who we surround ourselves with, that's a choice. And so if you're surrounding yourselves with people who aren't kind to you, maybe it's time to revisit that and (laughs) and see where you're at, but know that there are people, like you said, that are there just like waiting, waiting to clap for you, waiting to love on you, waiting to be supportive. Um, And a lot of the time we're ready to do that for everybody else. Right. But it's always, we just don't feel like we can do that. We're mean to ourselves. It's so crazy to me. Um, but again, self-care movement is kicking some ass. And I'm like, I really pray that it's leading us into just a kinder generation. Like, I, I hope that what's next is just openness and love and kindness. And like, yes, everybody just fucking win and celebrate and live happily as opposed to living off of survival, which I think so many generations before us did. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get to live. Now we get to enjoy. Yeah, I hope so too. And I I agree. And so I guess with that said too, on social media, you're on social media for anyone who doesn't know, I'll be listing the handles in the episode. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're on social and you talk about on social self-care. You also like, you know, discuss, you touch on like spirituality and faith and goal setting and all of those things we talked about earlier as well. And I think too, plugging your page, um, what's really great about, because that's another thing that I've struggled with, I guess, when it comes to uh, maybe being coached or sort of being advised and, and looking to others for advice. I think on social media for me, sometimes I get turned away by people who are too animated about these topics, right? And I think it's one thing to, okay, like develop, hear somebody talk about goals, but then it's another to be like, okay, like, I'm going to like sell you my, (laughs) my handbook on like how to set up goals and how to achieve the best version of yourself. Um, but you, you approach it in such a, like an, a stripped back way. Um, and it's not forced. And I guess that's my point is that it's just, you, you offer up the suggestions, you offer up, you know, ways to go about your lives. And I think that's great. Um, because I, you know, and that's how I came across your page. I saw like a IG live that you had done and I was like, this is awesome. And I think that's one thing that maybe like might turn people away from, uh, you know, therapy, whatever it may, counseling, whatever it may be, is that when you, when you see stuff and you feel like you're being preached at or, or whatever it may be, um, you get turned away from it. But I just, I applaud you on your approach. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Um, it's always nice to hear because you hope that what you're doing is, is <laughs> doing something for someone else. Right. Um, but yeah, and it's so funny you bring that up because I do think that in this like era, again, of self-care, there's a lot of just marketing. It's a lot of ads. It's, you know, you need the bath bomb and you need, and I'm like, you don't, you know, that's not the only way to, to care for yourselves. And I think, I think that stuff doesn't resonate with me either. Like I, I get very turned off by like the, the show of it all. And I'm like, I, again, I'm a mom. I like, I'm home. I'm a wife. Like I, I we wear so many titles that sometimes that's not real. And I'm very conscious of that, but that may not be real for a lot of people. I, I mean, I also, I come from, I mean, I was raised in Queensbridge, I was raised in the projects. So I come from nothing. Um, immigrant parents who like work their asses off. So that's something that I take into account with everything that, you know, I put out is if it's a journal prompt, we have pen and paper. You don't need, you know, some fancy anything. It's just let, you can do this, right? You can heal. You can, you don't need to be in front of a therapist that you don't really like, like what steps can you take at home? Um, you know, and I say that I love, I think therapy is great. I think everybody needs a therapist yeah. in some way, shape or form. Just going to put that out there. Um, but you know, the, the selling aspect of it, I think is, is also something that takes people out of the element, you know? And, and I think with Instagram, especially, I just want to bring that back. It's like, it, we can have all of it. We don't need, we don't need that. Um, and I was, I was thinking about, it's so funny that you bring that up. Cause I wanted to do like a, like a journal type thing that I wanted to put. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, this doesn't feel, I don't want to sell shit to people like that. Like, <laughs> I don't do that. And I literally, like I sat my husband down, I was like, I'm nixing the whole idea. And he was like, what happened? And I was like, nothing. I, I just, I can't, it doesn't feel like me to put something out there for sale when it's like, healing shouldn't have to cost, right? Like being happy shouldn't have to cost you however much plus shipping. It's like, if you can have this conversation, if you have a support system that can work, right? Whether it's therapy, whether it's a great friend, whether it's a coach, um, but finding that in there. And, and yeah, I think with, with everything that I, I want to do, and I loved hearing you say that, um, just stripping it down and making it simple. Mm -hmm. And I think, that's what motivates me a lot is like, how can I make this as simple as possible so we can all do it? Like, how can we all do this together? Yeah. And like, there's like a soul behind it too, social media, right? Um, it's, it's funny because some pages you get that and others you don't. And I think that's what's been something for me. It's like, when I really follow people online, it's because I genuinely like feel like their presence online and I feel like, you know, they can give me good advice and I'm not buying into a gimmick because that's what's so much, I mean, you know, social media, it's careers for people now are on social media and like there's hustlers out there. People are really hard at work and it's great. But I think sometimes, um, you know, it, it becomes, it becomes a persona. It becomes a gimmick, um, a way to sell something and whether it be an idea or a lifestyle or whatever it may be. And, um, yeah, so I just, like I said, I'll be linking your uh, social media in the bio, but yeah, I just want to like applaud you for all that you do. And it'll be exciting. Like we said, to see what sort of comes after the pandemic, uh, and how people, you know, go about their plans and, and what they have in store. 
Thank you so much. And I love what you're doing too. Like you're kicking ass. So thank you for having me on. I hope you're having fun because it's awesome to be on the receiving end of it all. So thank you. Oh, great. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I had started handling it right before, right before the pandemic, (laughs) which I thought, oh shit, (laughs) like how am I going to do a podcast when I can't like record with people? Um, but you know, I started it because I was just lacking fulfillment in my own life. I felt very much like we talked about earlier. Like I was just going through the motions. I was checking things off my list. I was getting through the work week and it was like, what am I doing for me? And one thing I've always loved is just connecting with people and hearing their stories. And sometimes when I hear somebody, like I said before, just with social media, all of that, like when I see somebody else and how they're living their life and the advice they're giving out. Sometimes I can find a way to adapt that into my own. And I think then like we had Zoom and Skype and all these things that we never had before. And uh, we use them in different ways than we ever had before. And I think it's been amazing because then I can connect with people across the country, across the globe. Um, And it's been awesome. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you did that. It's nice too. Like when you take those steps for yourself, you're like, oh, (laughs) I get that. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. I'm wishing you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, Adelpha, before we go, I always love to conclude by asking, so with this being handling it, um, has there been a piece of advice or a lesson you've learned throughout your career that's really helped you handle your life? Mm Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot. Um, I get a lot the same way. I feel like I'm there for my clients. They're there for me. Like I learned so much through them. One client one time told me she had either read or heard a mantra and it was, um, you don't have to worry yet. And ever since then, it's been my go-to. It's, it's been the one thing that helps me like keep a handle on things. Like whenever I'm, when I get those anxious moments or whatever's going on, I'm like, you don't have to worry yet. It's okay. And like, it just keeps me there, keeps me on track. <laughs> I love that because it's similar because I do that too where um like whenever I catch myself complaining about life about something I'm going through whatever it may be I like try and stop myself and I'll literally say out loud there's somebody who has it worse oh, um and yeah it's it's an important thing to realize we think the world is ending we do and you know it's it's not um there's terrible things that happen. There's inconvenient things that happen, but we get through it and we learn something from it, which is even better. So. Absolutely. I love that. And you're so right. I think, I I think that's another thing too, that helps me is like, sometimes I just try to envision how big this world is compared to how little I am in it. (laughs) Like whatever problems are going on, I'm like, there's something happening across the world, which is probably shitting on how tiny this is. Like it's, it's totally fine. You know, you don't have to worry yet. It's okay. We'll be, yeah. we'll be good. <laughs> I literally, I just got back from the beach with my family and um, I was with my dad and we were literally on the beach looking out and he said to me, wow, yeah, you look at the ocean and you realize just how insignificant we are. And I was like, <laughs> Don't hit me with all that truth at once. I was like, I got to process this, (laughs) but it's so true. Like, you know, there's always something worse out there and sometimes it's those terrible things and, uh, you know, the bad, the bad parts of life that we go through that really help us realize the good in our lives. Um, and yeah, 
a crazy way to end this, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, our problems aren't that big at the end of the day. Um, and I think as we, you know, enter into the rest of 2021 post pandemic lifestyle, um, you know, I hope people remember that and take what this terrible year of 2020, like, you know, taught us and, and apply it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the time. It was so nice talking to you. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Adelpha and learning about the work she does as a life coach. I personally took so much away from this conversation, and I really hope you were able to as well. So if you're interested in learning more about Adelpha and booking an appointment with her, the link to her website is in the episode description below. Thank you to Adelpha so much for coming on, and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast, and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now, and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.